Welcome to the Stay Healthy El Paso podcast, where we help El Pasoans get away from taking pain medications, avoid getting injections, avoid surgery, and keeping up an active lifestyle. This podcast is presented to you by Dr. David Midoff, expert physical therapist and owner of El Paso Manual Physical Therapy. It is our goal and intentions to provide you with valuable tips and insights from experts in the El Paso area so you too can stay healthy, fit, and energized. Now here is your host, Dr. David. Hey El Paso, are you or someone you know dealing with sciatica right now? Sciatica affects hundreds of thousands of Americans every year. It's uncomfortable, annoying, and sometimes it can even make you miss work or fun times with your family and friends. I'll be covering the top eight signs you've got sciatica today, as well as some helpful information to know what to do about this problem. My name is Dr. David Midoff, and I'm an expert physical therapist and owner of El Paso Manual Physical Therapy. We help people in El Paso stay active, healthy, and mobile while avoiding unnecessary surgery, injections, and painkillers. Well, let's get to today's show, guys. Let's cover the top eight signs that you've got sciatica. Number one, pain in the glute or back of the thigh. And for those of you that don't know what the glute is, we get that all the time. Um, the glute is the butt, the butt muscle, specifically gluteus maximus is, is why it's called the glute. There's a bunch of other little muscles in the area, gluteus minimus, gluteus uh, medius, and some even tinier muscles deep inside. There's like six or seven in there. All of those can affect the sciatic nerve, and it can cause pain right in the butt area, usually like deep in the middle of the butt, and that pain can shoot down into the thigh. So usually it's on the back of the thigh in the hamstring area, but in some cases you can have pain on the side or even to the front of the thigh. Now that wouldn't be classic sciatica if it's on the side or the front of the thigh, but it can be related. Pain, pain on the side of the front of the thigh can definitely be, be related to the same root problem that causes sciatica. So if you've got thigh pain in general, front, back, inside or outside, don't rule out sciatica. It might be coming. So if you've got pain in the glute or the back of the thigh or anywhere else in the thigh, that's a big sign that you've got sciatica. Usually it's one-sided but if you've had it long enough, usually for a couple of months or more, you can start having it on the other side as well. So number two, a family history of the problem. If you've heard your mom or dad or, or brother or sister or cousin, aunt, uncle, somebody in your family, usually older than you or same age, having the same problem, then that's a, a high likelihood that you've got it as well. So if they told you, yeah, I had sciatica, I went to the doctor, I went to the physical therapist or whoever, and they told me I have sciatica, it was diagnosed, and then you're having very similar problems, then that's another sign that you've got sciatica. Number three, cramping, especially in the hamstring, calf, or foot, like in the arc of your foot. This is one of the less known signs, um, but it happens. And, and the, the most common times that people get cramps related to sciatica, um, there's two. One, if they're just sitting still and then they go to move, like they're, they're, they're sitting in a chair or sitting in the car um, or lying in bed 
and then they begin to move to get up or to get out of that position and all of a sudden their hamstring cramps or if they're walking sometimes the, the calf or the foot will cramp as well and usually they can stretch it out or shake it out and the cramp will go away and many times people are thinking oh, I need to eat more bananas or drink more water or I need potassium those, those kinds of thoughts come into people's heads but if you think about this if you really had a a dehydration problem, like you need more water or an electrolyte imbalance, like your your potassium's low, then you would probably feel cramping in different areas of your body, and it would be the same side to side, not just one. So one of the reasons that muscles can cramp is because there's a nerve problem related to that muscle. And so if you've got a, a hamstring, calf, or foot cramp, though the muscles in those areas are innervated by, are connected to the, the sciatic nerve. So there's connections from the sciatic nerve to the hamstring, the, the calf area, and the foot. Um, so cramping can definitely be happening because of a sciatic problem. So number four, long-standing lower back pain. So if you have a history of lower back pain, you've, you've been dealing with lower back pain off and on over the years, maybe comes and goes. And in some cases of people that have sciatica, it's never really been a big problem for them, the lower back pain. In fact, they thought it wasn't even a problem. They just felt some stiffness or or occasional discomfort that they can get over if they, you know, sit for a while or, or take some time off from whatever activity causes the back pain. Um, that That's probably the most common. Uh, but then there are the extremes where we see people that have pretty intense back pain and a history of disc problems and um, you know, bone spurs and pinched nerves in the back, then those can definitely also contribute to sciatica. Many, many people with sciatica problems also have back problems, lower back problems. So if you've got a history of any sort of lower back stiffness, discomfort, pain, um, and you're getting pain down the leg in the glute, um, into even into the, the foot, as we'll learn in a second, then that's another sign that you've got uh, real sciatica problem. Number five, sitting for more than two to three hours continuously per day. So if your daily routine involves you having to sit for long periods of time, more than two or three hours, and that might be because your your commute, you know, you have to you have to drive a long time, or at work you have a desk job and you're just sitting at your desk for you know the entire morning or the entire afternoon, um, or at home, you know, you you might sit at home, watch a movie, watch TV, or, or sit at the table to work or whatever it might be that you're doing at home. Um, we have patients that are in, they're sewing or they're reading and they're sitting at home as well. That is another contributing factor to having a sciatica problem. And a little bit of the, the science or physiology behind that is nerves are intended to move. This, uh, sciatica is a nerve problem. It's a sciatic nerve. And so if you are sitting for a long period of time, then and you've got an active sciatica problem, uh, the sciatica needs to be moved around. You need to move your sciatic nerve. And so it's not helping usually if you're in the routine of sitting for two to three hours a day. So check to see if that's one of the, the signs that are affecting you. Number six, heel pain. Now this one's not always there i'd say more like two or three out of ten people with sciatica will have this 
Um, it, commonly, they'll think that they have plantar fasciitis. And in some cases, we have people that, that come into our clinic for treatment for plantar fasciitis. And, you know, they're focused on the heel pain. They've maybe even had gotten insoles, special custom-made orthotic insoles or inserts. And, um, you know, they've maybe even had injections in their foot. We've seen that. And um, they've been a podiatrist or other foot-related people and, and had all this attention put on their heel or their foot. And when we check them out here, it turns out they don't really have real plantar fasciitis. And instead, the nerve that is in the area of the heel is a branch off the bigger sciatic nerve. That's what's flared up. And, and if we follow the nerves upstream, up, up into the the knee, thigh, and, and hip, and into the back, um, we can identify that their heel problem is actually coming from up higher. It's, it's, it's rooted in a sciatica problem. So if you've been dealing with, with heel pain, and, and the way that people experience this, by the way, let me back up, is they'll have pain when they first get up usually, like if they've been sitting for a while or if they've been asleep and they, they, their first few steps after they wake up and, and, or stand up after they sat, it hurts in, in uh, just one heel usually. And then they can kind of walk a bit, maybe for a few steps. In some cases, it'll take them five or 10 minutes and then it'll start loosening up and, and it'll feel better. Um, that is usually a sciatica related issue. In small cases, it, it is a real true plantar fasciitis situation, um, but we find that most cases are actually a sciatica issue presenting in the heel. So that's number six. Number seven. Traditional medications have not helped. And, um, you know, we're talking like ibuprofen, uh, naproxen, you know, some of the common uh, medications that people take over the counter. Um, but even prescription strength anti-inflammatories um, like uh, like cortisone injections. Well, we're talking injections as well. Some people will go get injected in their lower back um, for this sciatica problem. Um, if those haven't helped a whole lot, the the chances are that it is a sciatica problem because the sciatica, the sciatic nerve, it's nerve tissue and most anti-inflammatory medicines don't affect nerve tissue a whole lot. Anti-inflammatory medications like, like ibuprofen and naproxen and cortisone are more effective on ligaments and tendons and muscles, joints, cartilage, those kinds of things. And if it's a sciatica problem, a nerve problem, then it typically won't help it a whole lot. Most people that get an injection will say, I had relief for, for maybe a, a week or two, and it wasn't even completely gone. It just got a little more tolerable, but I still am having trouble with walking and standing and all that. So that's another big sign that you have a, a sciatica problem. And uh, so last sign that you got sciatica, number eight. You can't get comfortable in any one single position. We hear this all the time. People will say, well, I'm, I, I can stand and walk for 20, 30 minutes, and then my leg just starts to hurt. I feel it in my butt, and then I have to go sit. But then I can't sit for more than 20 or 30 minutes. I have to get comfortable. I have to turn on my side. I have to lie down. And then after a while of that, I, I, I don't want to do that anymore. So I get up and I go move around, but, and it's just a vicious cycle of, of not being able to get comfortable. And it's especially bothersome at nighttime because you can't sleep. And if you're not sleeping normally, then you're not your normal self 
the next day. And, and if that goes on for days on end, weeks on end, months on end, it really affects your life. So um, if, if you're dealing with, with that issue, if you're not being able to be comfortable in any one single position, and, and, and especially if you're having sleep problems because of that, um, that is a high likelihood that you've got sciatica. So there you go. You've heard all the eight signs about sciatica. And, um, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, I have a lot of those signs, maybe more than half, or maybe I have all eight of them. What the heck do I do about it? And chances are, if you've been dealing with this for a while, you've probably tried stuff already. You've tried injections, obviously. You've tried, I'm sorry, medications, or maybe you haven't done injections. Many people will try doing exercises or stretches at home. They'll try getting massages. Uh, this is what we hear from our clients all the time, all the things they've tried prior to that. Um, many have been to the doctor. They've had x-rays. They've had MRIs. And um, when they get x-rays, typically the x-rays come back just fine. The doctors will say, everything's okay on your x-rays. It was negative, meaning there's nothing wrong. And um, if they get an MRI, they, they might find uh, L4, L5 disc or L5-S1 disc problem, but nothing severe, nothing that indicates that you need to go see a surgeon or, or have any kind of surgery. Um, and for most people, they get this in their 40s and 50s. So they, the, the doctor looking at the MRI will say, oh, well, this is typical for your age. You, 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 it's okay to have a, a disc herniation here and there, but it's not terrible. Maybe some signs of arthritis, but it doesn't look terrible either. And most doctors will just say, well, we can try a different medication or try another injection in a few months. Um, and, and they might refer you out to physical therapy if you're lucky. Um, but that's about the extent of what they'll do for sciatica. They'll, they'll just kind of give it time. They'll say, well, this should go away in three to six months. And they're hoping that the medications will hold you over until then. But as we all know, medications don't really treat this kind of problem. They just mask the pain, the, the, the symptoms. Um, but there's usually some underlying root problem that needs to be addressed and it, it's usually a mechanical problem meaning there's some joint issues some stuck joints some weak muscles some something about the way that you're moving something like that that needs to be addressed and a physician a, a doctor of medicine typically isn't prepared to be able to help you out like that and that's just not their training their, their specialty is usually medicine or if it's, a, if it's a surgeon then it's surgery so they're looking to see what they can operate on um, but let me give you some some tips. As an expert physical therapist, um, I, I'd say proceed with these uh, next few tips here. So number one, stop stretching. If you're trying to stretch your sciatica problem out, chances are you're actually keeping it there longer than it needs to be. A lot of stretches that people will do is they'll, they'll bend straight over, touch their toes, and um, and feel a big stretch in their hamstring area or their or their butt area. They'll stretch out their calf or their foot muscle as well because they're feeling tight in that area. And um, you want to avoid that. And the reason for that is because if it's a true sciatica problem, which means the nerve is involved, then you want to not stretch the nerve because it's already aggravated. And nerves don't like to be stretched more than they can go. And if they're aggravated, they actually shorten a little bit. So um, even though it feels good to stretch, it might be kind of relieving. Um, it, it keeps the nerve aggravated for the long term. So you want to avoid stretching. Number two, avoid any sort of deep massage. 
A lot of people go see a massage therapist or on their own, they'll, they'll rub their own leg or um, some people will get like a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball or, you know, something hard, uh, a rolling pin or some uh, specialized rolling device that they sell like at sports stores uh, to roll on. And, um, and they'll roll out their butt muscle or their hamstring or other parts of their thigh. That's, that's essentially a, a massage in the area. So you want to avoid that as well. And the reason for that is it's similar to stretching. The, the nerves are irritated. And if you push on those nerves, they get more irritated, just like any other tissue would in your body. I mean, just think about it. If you've got a cut on your skin and it's trying to heal, maybe you've got a scab forming and you go press on it, you're going to open it up again and keep it irritated. and It's going to take longer to heal. So you want to avoid a, a massage. Um, now, just a side note about the massage deal. So because this, this is a sciatic nerve problem likely and the nerves control the muscles, the muscles might get tight and actually can benefit from, from being massaged to a degree. So if you're just at your wits end and you've, uh, you know, you're, you want to just find some instant relief right now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've, I've been trying to massage this and actually get some decent relief. Just be careful about how you how you massage and, and note how things are progressing, which I'll go into in a bit. Um, so so massage with caution is essentially what I'm saying and um, and ditch it if it isn't working, if it's not making you better for the long term. Um, so that brings me on to tip number three here. Don't give it more than 10 days time. So waiting for this problem to go away is probably the most popular thing that people do without knowing that they're doing it. They'll, they'll just kind of give it time subconsciously. They'll take medicine. They'll see the doctor and the doctor will typically reinforce that. They'll say, here's some medication. Come back in a month. So without telling you, the doctor's saying, we're going to give it a month. <laughs> and, um, in the meantime, they leave you to just kind of deal with the problem and not get sleep and all that. But uh, a lot of sciatica problems can go away on their own, but it should be quick. It should be within about a week. So I'm saying give it 10 days. If you give it 10 days time, and it's not notably better, then you've got the beginnings of a chronic sciatica problem that you should try to fix right away and get the help that you need to, to do that. Um, so um, if the other scenario that we run into a lot of times is it, it people will get a, a big flare-up initially, like their sciatica hits them all of a sudden, and then they get a little better, but then they stay at the same level. They never get all the way better. They plateau. Now, if you're in the plateau right now and you're thinking, oh, that was a week ago or it's been 10 days or more than 10 days, then that's a sign that you're not getting better as well. It, what I'm talking about as far as giving it time, giving it 10 days, it should go completely away or it should you should know that it's getting better and better and better every day and there's no sign of it plateauing. But if you're plateauing or if it's been severe for, for 10 days or more, um, that is not a good sign. And you need to make sure that you do something about it, um, get some get some expert help. Which brings me to my next tip. So it is always a good thing to get some expert help on this. Because even if you've had a, a flare-up that was just you know a few days long, you don't want another flare-up. Chances are that you've got some underlying root problem that's going to set you up for your next sciatica episode in you know, it might be next week, it might be next month or in six months. But if you're not changing anything about your exercise routine, your posture, your strength, your 
there's a lot of different factors, then it's probably going to come back. And getting help now will be a lot easier than getting help after you're missing a lot of sleep and have had injections and are thinking of talking to a surgeon and all that. So um, get expert help sooner rather than later. And if you've already given it 10 days or more, you really should see an expert. Now, what kind of expert to see? Well, ideally a non-surgical expert. So somebody like, like us at El Paso Manual Physical Therapy would be an excellent choice. Um, but at the very least, go see your doctor, go see, your, go see a physician if you haven't yet and, and start getting it looked at. Um, take this very seriously because sciatica can be extremely debilitating in, uh, in worst case scenarios. And a final piece of advice, keep moving. Just keep moving somehow, some way. So uh, that doesn't mean go exercise your way out of this problem. Um, what I mean by that is, is within reason, as long as you're not in a lot of pain, and, and you're unable to even stand or walk, keep on with your daily routine. Keep going to work, keep doing house chores, keep doing stuff. That generally allows your muscles to kind of get over the problem and joints to loosen up. Um, now, that'll hold you over in the short term, so, so keep moving to be able to maintain some strength. Because one of the worst things is when, when people say, I had a sciatica flare-up and now you know I've, I've been in bed or I've been on the couch all this time for you know a month or whatever it might be usually it's several months people's activity just diminishes so much and they they get really really weak during that time and about nine times out of ten whenever we see somebody with with a sciatica problem here in the clinic we're talking about strengthening them so they've got to get stronger and if they spent the last two months sitting on the couch because their problem hasn't let them move very well and they've been trying to rest it and avoid anything that would that would aggravate it um, but then at the same time they're avoiding too much uh, then they've got some more strengthening to to go through that they wouldn't have had to go through had they been a little active had they been at least walking around with what they can do so there you go guys there's um the top eight signs that you've got sciatica and um, I think we covered five or six tips to deal with the sciatica problem now. Um, if you're actively dealing with the sciatica problem right now or you know of somebody that, that is, um, take it to heart. Take it seriously because this is not something that will likely just go away and affect you one time. It's usually a recurring problem for people. So I hope this helps. I hope you have a wonderful day. It is a sunny, bright day here in El Paso, our sun city. And uh, it's a great day to be an El Pasoan. We'll talk to you sometime soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Stay Healthy El Paso podcast, brought to you by El Paso Manual Physical Therapy, where we help El Pasoans get away from taking pain medications, avoid getting injections, avoid surgery, and keeping up an active lifestyle. If you'd like to learn more about what El Paso Manual Physical Therapy can do for you, call 915-503-1314 or visit our website at epmanualphysicaltherapy.com. Mention this podcast for a free discovery visit valued at $100. If you enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and follow the show on your favorite listening platform so you won't miss an upcoming episode. Tune in next time to get the best health tips from experts in the El Paso area.